You're listening to the Max Level Podcast for May 21st, 2018. For the definitive version of the show, be sure to listen using your favorite podcast app of choice. On today's episode, the crew discusses a ton of new game announcements that happened over the past week, and they give their predictions for Microsoft's press conference at E3 2018. All that in the usual segments on today's episode of the Max Level Podcast. On with the show. So we played what from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. or six? We started at nine and we finished at like 530. 9, 5.30. So we played for what, six and a half hours? Roughly. I, I would say closer to seven. I think my playtime in Steam is eight hours. So I had it. Lo- I had it loaded about a half hour before and we did take a break. So I think our playtime was closer to seven hours. We played for almost seven hours and I still have no idea how the game ended. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not sure. I, I I'm not sure. So I, I I don't get it, man. That ending was so weird. Uh, I don't want to spoil it though. Hello and welcome to another edition of Max Level, a video game podcast found right here at Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by the self-proclaimed king of Long Island, Frank. Hey guys. Special shout out to Dance with the Dead for allowing us to use their music for the Max Level podcast. Everyone absolutely needs to go check these guys out and support their music. They can be found on Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, pretty much everywhere. Check it out. You will not be disappointed. All right, man, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. It's going to be a fun episode. We got a lot to get through this week. Obviously, we're in the heat of E3 season. A lot of news breaking right now. We've got our Microsoft E3 2018 predictions later on in the show, but we're going to kick things off the same way we always do and that's with a recap of what we've been playing over the past seven days i don't think i've actually said that sentence in a very long time so (laughs) what have you what have you got for us this week i only play two things is one of them god of war no 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 no. i only got a word this week okay okay uh i went back because i have some i'm sitting on a backlog of games i just went back and i started playing uh, all my snk games again so i've been playing twinkle star sprites did you talk about that one already i mentioned that i had i didn't actually talk about it but it's Okay. Pretty much, it, it, it's kind of like uh, it's like a twin stick, but it's not a twin stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also it's, a, it's also a competitive game, so you're playing against the other person. So it's kind of like Puyo Puyo meets Twin Stick. It's it's, it's a weird game. It's very it's it, it's very much a Japanese arcade game that got just hmm. translated for us. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just, uh, I, I, I just, I just remember you talking. Like, I guess it was just uh, back when you were talking about the SNK stuff a few weeks ago or a month or two ago, whatever. I remember you mentioned that game, but I couldn't remember if you actually said anything about it or not. I, I had well, the first time I played it was over at um, Magfest. That's right. I do remember you saying that story. So, and I was good at it. Uh, so playing it here at the house, I realized I was just having a lucky streak because I was not very good at it here. Right. <laughs> I was. Uh, I, I was. Dying left and right, but it's fun. Uh, it's it's an arcade game, and it just it was it's a nice relaxing game. The other game I played, we played last night, you and I, and yeah. we played that, and we played its completion. Yeah, so that's obviously what we kind of were talking about there when we started the episode a little bit. Um, 
We played it for about seven hours. That, that's about the extent of the game. We did everything we could do. All the achievements unlocked. So there's nothing that we skipped. No, nothing, you know, no puzzle box that we actually skipped. No puzzle that we left unturned. Um, no clue how the game ended, though, after that seven hours. It was very confusing, very weird. But we're talking about Lake Ridden, which is a game that recently just came out on Steam. It's a puzzle game, uh, first person puzzle game, much in the vein of Mist or Riven or a first person puzzle game. How do we play that together? <laughs> Yeah, so basically it was it was fun. Obviously, it was a single player game, but we both loaded up the game at the same time. Uh, we were both visible on Twitch over at twitch.tv slash level games. We were both on cam and basically we just kind of narrated what we were doing to one another, walked through it and just went to the same areas. So we made it a co-op experience, which was kind of fun. It was definitely interesting to see how we were able to do that. And uh, yeah, Brian is pretty good at some kinds of puzzles i'm pretty good at other kinds of puzzles and there's some puzzles there that just absolutely piss me off yeah <laughs> yeah no obviously um we would have probably gotten a couple extra hours out of the game had we played it truly by ourselves because you struggled with some of the puzzles of with like sliding the circle discs around back and forth um there was a couple you actually struggled with some of the puzzle boxes as well and then there were a couple puzzle boxes. Some of them they got me. Some of them I got really. But then I, eventually halfway through, I found out a method that kind of worked for most of the puzzle boxes. So so that definitely would've, helped would've, out. Would have would've been cool to pick up on that from, from Jump Street. Yeah, that definitely helped out. Uh, the spinning of the discs I had zero issues with the entire time. I got all those within like most of them within minutes. The last one that near the end of the game, that took me the longest, like three or four minutes. But most of those were easy for me. Um, I had issues with some of just like the basic puzzles, like some of the, the regular puzzles that throughout the game. So, which is kind of what I assumed I would have issues with. Um, but it was fun. It was definitely fun because working together, we were able to utilize our individual strengths and weaknesses in the game to overcome things a lot faster. And I thought that was interesting. We got to um, use our head, our mind, and our brain. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely had fun doing that. I wouldn't be opposed to doing it again sometime with another first-person game, like a single-player game like that. Uh, playing it at the same time, you know, clicking start at the exact same time and just going through it. Uh, I, I think that that brought an interesting dynamic to the game. Whereas I, every time we kept talking about things and I would keep saying, "Oh, I'm gonna come back to you," I honestly, in my brain, kept thinking I was going to see you standing there when I got there. Yeah. So like, I, I kept, I kept tricking myself into thinking it actually was a co-op experience when it wasn't you could like i'm over here i'm like brian that does nothing for me <laughs> yeah no i don't because I, like i said i had i had tricked myself into believing yeah. this was a co-op experience and obviously it uh, i i don't want to spoil anything about the game but it doesn't help that some of the things that we were doing there are other characters talking to you but you can't see them so it, it just uh I, I don't know it was kind of messing with me and made me actually feel like this was a this was a co-op game when it really wasn't yeah, we are going to play a co-op game probably the 9th or so. Uh, yeah, for, for the, the uh, Saturday the 9th is, I think, when we have that penciled in. We're going to do that that evening after some of the press conferences. Probably we were here, too. Yeah, probably we were here, too, because mm -hmm. we played we were here one. That was fun together. So, so. yeah. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of E3, if you go over to leveldowngames.com slash E3, we have our landing hub set up for all of the content we're going to be doing at E3. So check it out. Uh, you can also access it from our Twitch page, twitch.tv slash leveldowngames. There's panels down below. Click on the one that says E3 2018. It takes you to that same page as well. But it's just leveldowngames.com forward slash E3. You'll find out our schedule of everything we're going to be doing at E3. Uh, it's going to be a blast. All the conferences the, have been announced. The newly redesigned, awesome looking mm -hmm. leveldowngames.com. That's true. That's very true. 
So do you have any other games to talk about or no? Unfortunately, that's all I played. Uh, I really got to set my game off. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I've got three other games to talk about them this week. Uh, funny enough, I only have one game that I played last week to talk about again this week. I have two new games to talk about. I actually oh, did sweet. try to uh, I tried to expand a little bit on, on Twitch this past week. I played some things that I hadn't played before. First thing I want to kick off with is Trailblazers. Trailblazers is that racing game uh, F-Zero meets Sorry. Splatoon. It's where you're you're racing around and you're dropping paint on the track and you're working either individually by yourself or on a team. And basically, if you are in your own color, you're able to boost throughout the map and it's an auto boost. So once you're in your color, you're automatically boosting. It's actually really fun, dude. Um, I can imagine it. It it looked awesome. Yeah, no, uh, obviously the shot. It's a team game, right? Like there's... Uh, it can be. So all I've been doing is the um, all I've been doing is the story mode, the campaign, because I tried to jump into the online matches. And let me tell you, the community is not there for this game. I waited for five minutes and not a single person jumped into the lobby with me. So that means that there's really not too many people playing this game. So, I, I mean, I literally tried. I, I wanted to play online. I wanted to play with other folks. Uh, could not find a game. And I tried multiple times throughout my Twitch stream to jump into a game and I could not get one to load up. I even turned on cross-platform and it didn't work because uh, I tried to link up with Xbox One and PS4 because that, that is a possibility. It actually gives you that option in the settings to link up with Xbox and PS4. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, tried that. Still couldn't get a match. Couldn't get a single other person in the game. So I don't know what was happening. Uh, so I was sticking to the campaign. Um... It's definitely interesting, though. There's a different obviously there's different modes throughout the campaign. There's time attack. There's ones where you have to, you know, eliminate everyone on the map or on the track. You know, you have to hit them all once because there's instead of holding a to drop the paint behind you as you drive, you can actually push one of the buttons to shoot your paint forward, which helps out. But it doesn't give you as much. So if you hold the button down while you're driving, you can actually extend your paint out a lot further. If you shoot it, it doesn't go that far. So it actually uses more paint to shoot it out forward. But if you shoot it forward, you can actually attack enemy racers in front of you and stun them for a couple seconds to get past them. Uh, Much like much like a shell in Mario Kart kind of a thing. Okay. So, so, but it, but it's very much it's very much F zero. The track designs remind me a lot of F zero. There's no like you know loops and anything like that uh, that I've seen yet. There are some. I'm only like ten or eleven chapters into the the campaign. Uh, I got frustrated where I stopped because I'm in a point now where I have to do three things in the campaign mission that I'm in. I have to get a certain number of boost points, a certain number of race points, which I'm assuming just means like doing well and attacking other cars and a certain number of paint points. And for whatever reason, the counters are not going up for me while I'm playing the game. So I think it's either bugged or I'm doing something wrong. And I couldn't figure I'm it out. I'm going to go with Brian doing something wrong. There, there's a possibility, but I didn't want to sit there and try to figure it out. I tried multiple times on the stream. I didn't want to keep sitting there doing the same thing over and over. So I moved on to another game after I couldn't figure it out after a few minutes. But uh, definitely, I, I, I'm going to go back to this game. I think it's fun. I just, I haven't actually had time to give a final decision on it yet. Just because I haven't had a chance to really progress past the initial couple hours that I put into it from the beginning of the stream. But I definitely, if you're looking for a, a racing game that kind of will hold you over until maybe a new F-Zero, this this potentially could be it. The soundtrack's pretty weird, dude. It's definitely like, it's like a a mix of like hip-hop and, I don't know, man, just like weird hip-hop. Like hip-hop that I've never heard before. Like songs and artists that I've not heard before. Is it like new hip-hop, like mumble rap? Uh, no, no, it's more like funny hip-hop, like, like com- comedic hip-hop. I don't know, it's different. 
So I, I, I was I was getting I was getting into it on the stream. I definitely was like bobbing around and picking up on the lyrics as repeating the same stuff over and over. I don't know if this was stuff that was composed or done specifically for this game or if they actually got these tracks from like independent artists or something like that. I'm not sure. Uh, but it's an, it's, that, a, it sounds, yeah, it cool. it's an interesting game. Uh, next game I'm going to talk about, though, is the game that I switched to after I got frustrated with Trailblazers, and that's The Council, a game that we've watched a couple times on Game Oracles. The Council is that Telltale-style narrative-driven oh, game. Oh, the new chapter just came out, right? Yeah, Chapter 2 just came out this past week, so it's the one that has, like, George Washington in it, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte is in it, uh, it's the one with all the historical figures. Uh, it's an interesting game, so basically you're playing as Louis, who is... I, I don't want to give away what he is, but what's really cool about the game is that when you start it, you can actually choose one of three professions or, or classes, so to speak. Like for those that play MMOs or RPGs, you can actually choose a class for your main character. One of them being like detective, occult, or uh, I forget what the third one was. But the one that you select actually dictates which skills you have unlocked when you start the game. Now, eventually, throughout playing the game, you can unlock all the individual skills, but doing so, the skills that are in the trees that you didn't select, so the classes that you didn't select, they're a lot more expensive to unlock. So oh, of course. Yeah. yeah it's, so, it's, it's like multi-classing. It's going to cost you something. Yeah. So basically where I'm at now, I, I played through chapter one or episode one, not chapter one, because episode one had four chapters. Uh, and I started episode two when I finished the first chapter. I believe there's three or four chapters in episode two as well. Um, at the point I'm at, which is in chapter two of episode two, I have unlocked every skill. So that's kind of what I was doing at the moment. I was working on getting all the skills unlocked because I wanted to be a jack of all trades, which is something that the game tells you is a possibility to do. Now I'm focusing on individual skills because as you level them up to level two, the actual usage of the skills and conversations and when you're looking around in the world become free and actually make it a lot easier for you. Because to utilize your skills, you have skill points, which is the little boxes that we saw in the bottom left hand corner of the trailer when we were watching the videos. You could find amber throughout the game four pieces of amber will give you an extra skill point but once you use your skill points you can only get them back by consuming jelly and basically that gives you back two skill points with each jelly that you consume but you can actually only hold five of each item so there's a jelly which gives you back your skill points once you use four items you actually become uh, where well, you have like a negative side effect to you because you've used too many items there's an item that eliminates your negative side effect so that way you can keep <laughs> using items there's an item that will tell you the vulnerability and weaknesses of the characters that you're talking to so that way you can kind of get steer the conversations in the right direction and then there's an item that will allow you to, for your next skill point to be a free usage so that way you know if say you're talking to someone in conversation and you you get to a point now where it's a difficult conversation and there's something a path you want to take but to use that skill it would take like say six skill points and you only have two or three available you can use that item and use that skill for free so that basically that's, that's, that's pretty cool yeah but again you can only have five of each one i'm really so, digging so, this so, game so, 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 so there's gonna be a lot of you know math and planning there's a lot of math and planning and there's dude, there's a lot of different alternative paths you can take. So when you finish each chapter, it tells you what you did right. It tells you what you did wrong and it tells you alternative paths you could have potentially taken. Um, the way episode one ends dictates how episode two starts. Obviously, like I said, this is telltale formula. What I've gathered 
is that depending on what you select at the end of episode one, episode two starts drastically different. So my episode two, the way that it started, starts completely different from somebody else's episode two. So, yeah, I like this. So it definitely the, the choices seem to have a little bit more of an impact than they do in regular Telltale games. And I like that. So what so the alternate paths actually are alternate paths instead of just being similarities to one another with a couple differences here and there. So there's a definite replayability here, then. Definite replayability. I'll probably play through this game twice because there's definite there's two main paths I'm, I've noticed so far. There's like there's two clear paths that I've noticed so far. I'm on path one. I I've completely ignored path number two, so I could go back and do path number two and probably get a whole different experience out of this game. Uh, I'm really liking it, though. I think this game is interesting. The story has me hooked. Uh, I'm probably going to we, we're recording this episode on Saturday, May 19th. I'm probably going to finish episode two tonight because I was pl- I was planning on doing Lake Ridden part two tonight, but we finished it in one sitting. So I'll probably do I'll probably finish episode two of the council tonight and then maybe play some Conan Exiles or something else after the fact. Um, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to watch. Yeah, you should definitely. Are you gonna play through the council? Uh, no, I was just gonna watch your playthroughs. Okay, uh, so episode one is currently available on video on demand. If you want to go check that out, um, that way you'll kind of get caught up. But then, yeah, I'll be doing episode two tonight. I've, like I said, I've, I've already done chapter one. I believe there's two chapters left of episode two. I'm having fun, and there's romance in the game too. So you have the ability to, you know, there's certain characters that show interest in you and you can actually either proceed with that or go a different route as well. And obviously I I proceeded with it because anytime a game presents me with romance options, I usually always do that kind of stuff. That's one thing I really like about games is pursuing romantic options uh, and JRPGs, uh, narrative driven games, anything like anything that gives me the option I'm going to visual novels, especially. Play on, play on. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> uh, the fourth game I want to talk about, obviously, the other one was Lake Ridden, which we already discussed. So the fourth game I want to talk about this week is one I actually just mentioned, uh, Conan Exiles. Um, it's a game, obviously, I talked about it whoa, last whoa, week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Brian, you can't talk about this game anymore because you said you're only going to get like five or six hours out of this game and you're going to be done with it. You're going to be boring. Uh, well... That would have been the case, dude. I'm telling you right now, that would have been the case because it was the same thing over and over. So initially, Conan Exiles is legit the same thing over and over. However, thankfully, someone came through because a certain individual on this podcast wouldn't buy the game. Uh, that's you, by the way. So one of, one of my... You fr- steal my copy and then you blame me. <laughs> one of my one of my buddies came through. Uh, shout out to Keith. Uh, he's uh, twitch.tv slash sumgamedev, S-U-M-N gamedev, D-E-V. He streams his game development over there on Twitch. Uh, he actually has had this game since it was in early access back in early 2017. So I did not know that. So I was streaming on Twitch. I don't know if you were watching that stream or not. It was the first stream I was doing and I was building my base. And uh, he's like, dude, where are you at? So I opened up the map and showed him. I was like, he's like, oh, OK, just kind of curious where you are. Maybe an hour later, I'm, I'm sitting there building in my base and I'm like putting ceiling tiles up and I'm like trying to walk behind me and I can't. It's like, what the hell is blocking me? I turn around and he's standing there. I was like, dude, that's awesome. So uh, we have now been playing together. We're trying to get together two or three times a week for a couple hours a night to to progress through about Conan Exiles uh, because of that I'm having a lot of fun so we obviously created a clan the clans are basically guilds in the game and because when because well, when he tried to come into my house it was locked to me because I was not in a clan so when I started the clan invited him to the clan then my house became his house as well so that's What's now the clan, uh, uh, hyperspace bypass which basically is the name that I always use in games it's the name of our guild in Warcraft and everything 
You should have came to me. I would have named it so much better. No, hyperspace bypass is what I've always used. That that originated from the original guild I was in in Warcraft, which was titled uh, Mostly Harmless, which comes from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So Mostly Harmless from that. And then because obviously the new server we moved to, Mostly Harmless was taken. We went to hyperspace bypass and it's been that ever since. Uh, Sean and I on our on our server in Warcraft, we do have a level down games guild as well. We did create one with our low level characters, but uh, the main guild is hyperspace bypass. Um, and that's what the name is in Conan Exiles as well. Next, next time, ask me. No, the Frankenmaniac. Okay. The Frankenmaniac. This is a great time. <laughs> But uh, we so we have our we have our hyperspace bypass clan base now. Um, we are getting re- prepared for the purge and what the purge is. It's not like the purge as you would think in like the movies, but kind of, it kind of is at the same time, because what the purge is, it's these NPCs that spawn on the map and slowly make their way from one side to the other. And they are basically attacking every single base as they get to it. And you have to defend your base. If you're not on to defend your base, your base gets destroyed. So you, everyone has like individual purge meters. So I think I think this happens for everyone uniquely. I don't think this is server wide. I think it happens for everyone at individual times. And you can have your servants or slash slaves, whatever you want to call them, help defend your base. You can have all your clan members log in and help defend your base. But um, if you're not on, like when this happens, then your base gets destroyed and you have a set amount of time to go to get pick up your stuff off the ground and rebuild or else your stuff goes away and you have to start from scratch. So it's very it's it's very much a survival game where, you know, it definitely matters and you definitely have to pay attention to things. I'm digging this game, dude. I'm really now, I'm really digging this game. If you're not around, but you have all your defenses, are your defenses automated to the back and they can fight it off for you? Or? Yes. If you have enough stuff, your your actual defenses can fight it off for you. And there are things you can add, like you can add spikes to your fences. You can fortify your base to have a lot more HP to it so it doesn't go down as quick. Your servants slash slaves they're actually called thralls in the game your thralls can fight for you if you're not on and it sucks because where our base is we're smack in the middle of two giant bases and that was not planned when i started building this base the one base that was on the island about a couple hundred feet from my base was kind of small that base is now taking up the size of like a freaking city dude that base is gigantic. That dude, that dude is playing like 16, 17 hours a day. Respectfully. I mean, he's, he's done a lot in this game and he deserves to have a huge base. But his base is now about 20 feet from the from our front door. So he is slowly encroaching on our area. He can no longer build closer to us because you have a set amount of area around your base that is reserved for you. So I'm pretty sure he went all the way up to where our front door is as far as he could go. Um so my, he's, my, selling, he's, selling, he's selling you to move. Well, my, my, my buddy and I are actually going to move now because of that. Like his base is so big, we're going to move. So what we're thinking about doing is letting the purge destroy our base and then move on to somewhere else. But we're not sure. We have a lot of stuff built up. Um, we may start. We may try to defend our base the first time and then slowly move our stuff over to a new location. We have a new location picked out. We did find a place the other night we wanted to level up. So we went and explored the entire map. So we, we did the desert region, the, you know, the snowy region, the the wooded region we we're in every little area we could go to. We spent four hours of in-game time running around naked because we didn't want to like ha- cause durability on our gear or anything because we kept dying over and over and over again. So we would run around till we died, running through all the bandit camps, getting attacked, getting all the exploration points on the map. And that's actually a way to level up, because as you do that, you get experience for each thing that you discover. So we did that to get to level 30, which is when you start unlocking like the new stuff and like the upgraded bases you can do. 
So we did that. But as we were doing that, we were kind of scouting out for a new place to move our base to. And we did find a pretty sweet location where there's no one else around. Mm -hmm. And there's still a lot of um, a lot of individual resources and stuff that we could find. So I think we're going to move over there. It's going to be fun. Um, I'm definitely digging Conan Exiles. It's definitely a fun. It's probably the most fun I've had in a crafting survival game where everything you do depends on you. Like the game doesn't hold your hand and doesn't even tell you what to do. Um, you have to basically figure out how to make your own food, what makes food. You have to figure out how to catch your own fish, how to build these things, how to get the materials. The game doesn't tell you anything. So well, give a man a fish. You feed him for a day. You know, well, yeah. And we, and we have since figured out that fish is the best way to stay alive. So we have fish traps now because we built our we built our base over like arching over a river. It's pretty cool. Our base looks really cool now. Uh, I haven't streamed the game since the first day, but our base actually looks really cool now. But um, we have fish traps in the river there. And every day they re- they built, they all refill. So we just take our fish, throw it on the on the campfire, cook fish for the day and we're set. But it's, it's actually, dude, I'm digging this game. Gone are the days of just eating handfuls of uh, grubs, huh? Yeah, gone are the days of searching bushes for grubs and looking for berries. So um, thank God, because that sucked. That, <laughs> that, that was terrible. But uh, that's all I've played this week. I didn't have a chance to play any more Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. I didn't have a chance to play any more Donkey Kong. Didn't have a chance to go back to Hellblade. Uh, I will, but uh, I I will. I will. I will. I will. I will. But uh, I I just I got kind of invested in Conan because where the uh, some of the nights that where I'm editing the podcast, I will be playing other games. I was actually playing Conan at the same time. So I kind of I kind of got really invested in Conan. But that's going to do it for what we've been playing over the past seven days. We're going to move into the weekly scoop news report. We have a Yay. ton of stuff to talk about this week. As I mentioned, we are in the heat of E3 season. Five things. 22. Close. Close. Very close. Very close. We have 22 things to talk about this week on the weekly scoop news report. We're going to kick things off as we always do with big news. And there's two things that I have right now for big news. I'm going to kick things off with what I feel like is the biggest news. Because I'm so happy it was announced. Devolver Digital is going to have another E3 press conference this year. Uh, I greatly enjoyed their E3 2017 press conference. It was only 15 minutes long, but it was the most insane thing I've ever seen. It probably topped Konami from from back in the day when theirs was just so weird and awkward. Uh, I love what they did here. So they're having their E3 press conference Sunday, June 10th at 11 p.m. Eastern time. And it will obviously be on Twitch. So because it's a Sunday, you and I will be live for it. That'll be the last thing we do until you before you go to bed for work on, on Monday. Um, because as soon as that's over, we'll do a brief post show and then you'll be probably much going to bed. So <laughs> you know, get my um, solid four or five hours of sleep and back to the grind. Exactly. 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 Uh, but what's cool about this is they did say that this year's big fancy press conference is going to feature real actual game reveals and technological innovations from Devolver Labs, the research and development arm of Devolver Digital responsible for last year's earliest access program and making throwing money at the screen a valid form of payment. There will almost certainly be blood possibly loss of life as well (laughs) it says uh potential dude i devolver digital is insane dude it says potential concurrent viewers are encouraged to re-watch last year's press conference as this year's event aims to extend the devolver digital press conference cinematic universe through the blatant (laughs) reuse of jokes and vague callbacks to the original please pray for us Uh, I I hope this becomes a thing. I hope this becomes a thing every single year because it definitely brings a little bit of humor to E3, which I think has been missing. So it's definitely interesting. It's and it's fun. It's 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 a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. They're going to steal the show. 
they could, dude. Last year's did not because no one was expecting it. Now that everyone knows what Dolores is going to do, they could it could potentially be the best thing there at E3 this year. Uh, let's move on to what is big news number two. This one breaks my heart because this right here is going to force me to the all digital movement. So remember, we kind of were talking about something that would eventually cause us to go all digital. Do you remember what that was? No. OK. Best Buy has ended the Gamers Club Unlocked program. That was it. Yep. When we had to start paying full when price. we had to start paying full price for games. Um, so as, as of now, Best Buy has taken down everything related to the Gamers Club Unlocked in store and online. You can no longer purchase a new subscription. If you have an active subscription, you will get the benefits until your subscription expires. My subscription expires. I did look earlier today, November 2018. So it expires in a couple months. Um, that That is six years worth of GCU. I purchased it six years ago and I bought three years at a time. Or I'm sorry, three packages at a time because it was for two years each. So uh, I, I'm good through the end of this year, basically. And because Best Buy's Gamers Club Unlocked automatically worked for new games in general, like, you know, a game could have been out for months, but as long as it was a new copy, you still got the 20 percent off on Amazon. You have to pre-order the game to get the 20 percent off. But Amazon mm -hmm. is slowly getting rid of that as well. If you try to pre-order Detroit Become Human on Amazon, you can't do it. If you try and you tried to pre-order God of War on Amazon, you couldn't do it. Uh, so Amazon, so what, what's going on right now with Amazon? We have no idea, but Sony and Nintendo games, you cannot pre-order on Amazon. They're not available. You can't even buy them. They're not available on Amazon. Uh, so I have no idea what's going on there, but, uh, this is going to cause me to go all digital as soon as my gamers club unlocked is up in November, because as everyone knows, I do not pre-order games. There has to be a, a viable market. Something's going to pop up. I feel it. I don't think so, dude. I don't think so. Maybe this is where KB Toys makes their stake back into the game. <laughs> they have a 20% off program. I uh, I think this is it, dude. I, I, th I, I think this is the forcing of the... I think this is the forcing of the digital age right here. I hate paying full price for my games. Because you know, it's, it's, it's a well-documented fact. I'm cheap. Uh, it's beyond, cheap. beyond stating. It's it, it, it's a fact at this point. Okay, mm -hmm. it's just it is what it is. Yeah. But to be fair, I buy a lot of games. I buy a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I was I on I was on Reset Era. And people were talking like they buy a lot more games because of Gamers Club Unlocked. Like people people are spending way more money, much more money on games than they used to because of GCU, where you could buy more games for the same amount of money, kind of a thing. And, and then I drop money on DLC, which is mm -hmm. never on sale. So right, you know. You get your money's worth out of me. You right. Know, figure this out. This, you know, I, I can't. I can't go to the big G. It's just not going to happen. Well, they don't have a discount program anyway. No. GameStop? Oh no. Their discount, their discount program is uh, trade me back your games for you know leave one for sixty bucks. We'll give you three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> GameStop doesn't have a discount program, and that's why Justin and I kept thinking they were going to go out of business because um, obviously Amazon and Best Buy were were offering games for way cheaper. We had no idea why people would go to GameStop and spend sixty dollars on a game where you could get it for forty eight from either Best Buy or Amazon. It's no longer the case now. So. Um, yeah, no, this this will force my hand to the digital age. Uh, I've actually already started preparing. So obviously I'm still going to buy physical copies of most games through the end of the year because I have Gamers Club Unlocked through November 2018. But this November, I'll, I'll have just finished working at the Haunted House. I'm going to buy an external hard drive for my PS4. Uh, I can, I'm going to get the uh, yeah. I'm going to get the eight terabyte uh, WB like the My Passport book or whatever it is that plugs right into oh, the oh, USB. Oh, it's like 300 bucks, yeah. No, it's actually 140. Oh, you got a good one, okay. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say is if 
it's your, it's your way around. I'm not plugging them. I'm not advertising for them. But uh, if, you, if you get the Target uh, card. Oh, the 5% off or whatever. I think it's like 10. The red card or, or whatever it is where you yeah, link to your bank it, account. Yeah. So it's, it's like using your debit card in general. So you're Yo, no, that's, that's all it is. Um, it's just it's not a, it's not as big of a discount, but it is still somewhat of a discount. It's uh, something, you know, it's all I can think of the top of my head to save some money. So, yeah. And Target, if I drive, drive any business your way, you can you know, kick a little something, something to level down games. Right. We'd appreciate it. Right. I kind of do. Uh, I kind of am hoping that maybe Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo will kind of do something digitally when this happens. But I know they're not going to. They're, they're going to they're want to get all the money they can. So, um, but no, I'm going to buy that external hard drive and I'm going to basically be ready for the digital age because at that point, I mean, I will just start buying all my games digitally. I will. I have to get an external. I just realized that I can't put another game on my uh, PS4. Oh, well, I remove stuff when I'm done with it on the, on the PS4 as it is right now. Like, I delete games off as soon as I beat them. So I, I, I have a two terabyte in my PS4 right now. But but, but I want to have them. I paid for them, you know? Well, you can redownload them. They're, I know. They're, they're still no, there. They're still there. Um, We'll go ahead and move into new game releases. Or not new game releases. Uh, New game announcements. Announcements. We have several. Um... Two, four, six, eight. Eight new game announcements this week. And we're going to kick things off with the dis- most disappointing one. Call of Duty Black Ops 4. <laughs> I can't wait to get this game. The single party uh, experience is going to be so fun. You, It's not even there. It's not there. They have it's, confirmed it. The, yeah. the, 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 the date has gone and passed. Yes. Yeah. The, the game has officially been revealed. We got all the announcement trailers we could possibly get. There's several announcement trailers that happened. Uh, what is it? It was three, six. Six announcement trailers happened when, during this reveal when, when Black Ops 4 was officially unveiled. Uh, so here's here's basically the gist of it. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 delivers the deepest, the deepest and most tactical multiplayer experience ever in Black Ops. The biggest day one zombies offering ever in the series with triple the number of adventures. And in place of our beloved single-player campaign, an all-new Battle Royale-inspired mode that brings together characters, locations, weapons, and gear from across the storied series in an all-out survival combat, all uniquely Black Ops. There is a single-player experience in the game. But sure, it's done, in the, it's done in the same way that Titanfall 1 tried to do it. Yeah, they're like just they're glorified tutorial missions. There are. So basically, if you're not aware of how that works, Titanfall one, uh, it was all multiplayer only, but it was all, you know, online. But throughout the online stuff, there were like little story elements you could trigger throughout the maps and follow the story that way. That's the way they're taking it with uh, with Black Ops four. And that blows. That sucks. That is not a dedicated single player experience. I was in the car with a friend and listener. So Matt, uh, and he's like, and he's, and he's reading the article and he's like, uh, so they're taking out the single player because only 10, this, this, the analytics are only 10% of the players actually finish starting. But he goes, but I'm, I'm the 10%. And he goes, I'm not, I'm not going to buy the game anymore. So no, he, what, what, what I'm secretly hoping is that this game sells the least amount possible because of this. But realistically, that was before I realized they were putting a battle royale mode in this battle royale is so popular right now. This game's probably going to sell the best out of all of them. And that sucks because that's going to tell them that's going to tell people or publishers, hey, we don't need to put single player. We just got to put Battle Royale and the game's going to sell like hotcakes. Damn you. Damn I'm, you all I, I, I'm so disappointed. Um, what's interesting about Black Ops 4, though, is it's going to be on Battle.net. So it, it's the same as Destiny 2, where uh, it, they're using Blizzard's architecture, which is means Blizzard is uh, 
Blizzard is reaping the benefits of this partnership with Activision for sure, because with Destiny 2 on their on their platform and uh, and now Black Ops 4, uh, that means a lot of people are going to get advertisements for Warcraft, Starcraft, Diablo, Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm, which is going to drive more and more players to those games as well. Overwatch. Yeah, Overwatch the, specifically. Which, which, is the, which is the better game you're playing that one anyway? Uh, no, not even close. <laughs> we are what? we are gonna watch one of these six trailers tomorrow on Game Oracles. Uh, we're gonna, I guess we're gonna watch the multiplayer trailer because it's probably the best one out of all of them. Um, Might as well be. It's the whole game's gonna be anyway. Yeah, so we'll watch that one tomorrow on Game Oracles. Join us and check it out. Sticking on the line of first-person shooters and series that are deeply rooted in, in the gaming culture, uh, the next entry in the Battlefield series has officially been announced. It is titled Battlefield 5, but we have no information on it yet. We will find out soon. The game is going to be officially revealed much in the same way that Black Ops 4 was this coming Wednesday, May 23rd at 4 p.m. Eastern. You'll be able to watch this on YouTube, Twitch, and Mixer, which is Microsoft's service. What do you think? What do you, what do you, what do you guessing? Um, I'm, I think we're going to go back to like 19 something like 19 Battlefield 1944, 1945, 1940, that kind of thing. I'm guessing Korean War. I forgot more. That would be cool, 19, too. 1950 to 1953. Yeah, that would be cool. We could do that. We could do that. Um, I, I really think this is going to go back to somewhere in, in the era of World War Two, though. I do. So that's why I'm kind of thinking like Battlefield 1944, 1945 ish. Or talking the same era, though. 40s, yeah. 50s, no. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that, that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, following a, a leak last week that we talked about, Bethesda officially announced Rage 2. So let's let's talk a little bit about this. Dive headfirst into a dystopian world devoid of society, law and order. Rage 2 brings together two studio powerhouses, Avalanche Studios, Masters of Open World Insanity and id Software, the gods of the first person shooter to deliver a carnival of carnage where you can go anywhere, shoot anything and explode everything. Uh, this actually looks pretty interesting based on the screenshots. Uh, it's launching in 2019. This is not a 2018 game like I thought it would be, which means Bethesda has something else for this fall. Uh, fingers crossed for Starfield, which we talked about last week on the show. Uh, so Rage 2 is one of their probably their big spring game next year. Bethesda usually has a big spring game and a big fall game each year. Yeah. So Rage 2 will probably be their big spring game for next year, 2019. And it's coming to PS4, Xbox One and PC. We do have the official trailer to watch for this tomorrow. So we'll check that out and see what it's like. I can't wait to see the Carnival of Carnage. Whoop, whoop, <laughs> whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah. Juggalo for life. I gotta throw them something. <laughs> I, I, I mean, life's so hard for them in general. Yeah, true, true. Okay. Uh, next game announcement. GCS Game World has announced Stalker 2, the latest entry in the first-person shooter survival horror series Stalker, which saw its first release in 2007 with the latest release in 2009. Funny enough, though, Stalker 2 announced. We have the release window for this. You ready for this? Stalker 2 will be released sometime in 2021. What? Why announce it now? <laughs> Stalker 2 is just a concept. Why point. announce the game now? <laughs> the game is over three years away. Uh, we have no idea what this was. Obviously, there was no trailer. So 
it's gonna it's actually gonna be bundled on the same disc as Final Fantasy VII Remake. So <laughs> probably, probably. Uh, next game announcement to talk about: Publisher Congregate and developer Double Stallion have announced Speed Brawl, a stylish anime-inspired 2D combat racer, due out this summer for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Maintain your momentum, build your combos, and unleash powerful special moves. Find your own fighting style and assemble the finest team of brawlers ever seen. Then do it again faster and faster and faster. We do have a trailer for this tomorrow on Game Oracle, so we'll check that out. Uh, this might be something you'd be down with, based on based on what it, I'm seeing. Dude, congregates what? Uh, aren't they like adventure capitalists and all games like that? Like they're yep, yep, yeah. yeah. Frankie, Frankie, down with that. Yeah. So, uh, so this this kind of given off the, the the screenshots is giving me a vibe of something you might dig. So, uh, we'll uh, we'll check this out tomorrow on Game Oracle to see what we think. Hell yeah. A game I am interested in and I was hoping would get announced for the West, and obviously it always does because it's Idea Factory. Idea Factory International is going to release Super Neptunia RPG, which (gasps) over in Japan is known as Brave Neptunia World Universe Pay Attention Ultimate RPG Declaration. Hyperdimension Ultra Mega Psych Bro. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, it's coming over here to North America for PS4, and for the first time ever, Neptunia will be available on the Nintendo Switch this fall. Um, it will have Japanese and English voiceovers as well as subtitles. What's interesting about this, though, is that it is a old school 2D RPG, which Neptunia has never done before. Like you know, like think uh, think SNES, think SNES RPGs. It, ha- it has to be. It's running on the Switch. Well, true. <laughs> in a world where 2D games reign supreme, an organization called Bombix Mori forces its citizens to churn out 2D games as offerings to their leader. Those who dare to use new technologies or whose games don't meet their standards risk banishment to the soul-crushing trial grounds. A girl awakens in this world with no recollection of anything beyond her name, Neptune, and soon realizes she possesses great strength. With her newfound sense of heroism and a strange book known as Histoire in hand, she sets off on a journey to see if there might be more than this two-dimensional life so this is gonna have old school dungeons um every, dude it, like it legit do, 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 do we have a trailer for this we don't unfortunately not yet there are japanese trailers i could pull but i'm gonna no. because this, this was announced for the west already so i'm going to wait for the english trailer which will pop up soon um but this very much looks like an old school snes ps1 jrpg and i'm loving that neptune is doing the style dude i am this may be my favorite neptune game after it releases like i am totally digging the style i can't wait next game announcement this one is very exciting Jessica is already counting down the days to this game. Nintendo and Bandai Namco have announced Go Vacation, a resort vacation themed collection of 50 different games and activities, which was originally launched back on the Wii. The series debuted on the Wii in 2011. It's coming to it's coming to something like that. Yeah, it's coming to Nintendo Switch on July 27th. It's like an island resort kind of thing. Very much so. Yeah. So, from what I'm understanding, understanding, that's not even a freaking word. <laughs> what, I, what I'm gathering here is what I was trying to say, is that this is a reimagining of a Wii title. So, it seems like there's different things added, potentially. I'm not sure. But Ooh, motion control. No, no, motion control's gone. It's, it's a Switch title. Uh, but the characters still very much look, and the graphics look very much Wii-ish. So, it's not very uh, eye-pleasing. We do have a trailer for this tomorrow on Game Oracle, so we'll check it out. But let's take a look at here. 
It says uh, there are all sorts of exciting ways to explore the island from horseback to buggy, snowmobiles to inline skates. And to add to the fun, up to four players can enjoy visiting and discovering every corner of the island together. If you're playing multiplayer, each player can use just one Joy-Con controller. Experience hours of fun and something new every day. Customize your character, costumes, vehicles, and even pets. Daily presence and challenges mean that you will want to keep coming back to the island of Kawawi, Kawawi to explore more terrain and play through activities all over again. Me or in-game characters of friends and families may show up because you can make me's on the Switch. And if they do, you can compete against them at any time or customize your very own villa by earning over 450 pieces of furniture, which actually sounds exciting to me because you know I love that kind of stuff in games where we can build and design our own stuff. So there's 50 plus co-op and competitive activities to do on Kawawi Island. Uh, there's four huge paradise resorts to explore, the marine, the city, the snow, and the mountain. Uh, you can go scuba diving, horseback riding, sea fishing, skydiving, surfing, skateboarding, inline skating, beach volleyball, tennis, uh, a ton of stuff in this game, dude. This this actually sounds very much very cool. Something that I'm going to I'm going to dig and you can actually go like explore the oceans and find 30 plus species of fish. Um, I was reading that on Reset Era. A lot of people were saying like this is like Animal Crossing meets uh, what was that like Endless Ocean on the 3DS or the no, I'm sorry the Wii. Uh, the, this game is as meets like one of those My Sims games. There's a ton of stuff to do here, dude. We do have a trailer to watch for this on uh, on Game Oracle, so we'll check that out. We'll check that out. We have another game here. This I think this is the last game to talk about for game announcements. The Gentle Bros have announced Cat Quest Two. For PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Further information was not announced, but a reveal trailer is quote-unquote coming soon, which probably means sometime during E3 week in the next few. Whether it's before E3 or during E3, we'll probably get a trailer for Cat Quest 2. Uh, the original Cat Quest was a old-school-style old, style, old style JRPG kind of a thing where you played as a cat in like a roguelike type of a game. So uh, I have played Cat Quest. It was, it was very fun. But uh, So I'm kind of waiting for Cat Quest 2 now. It was cool. You probably like Cat Quest. I do like kitties. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. Let's talk a little bit of sales and revenue. We have one thing to talk about. Makes me extremely happy. Total shipments for Persona 5 have now topped 2.2 million since it launched last year, which is actually damn impressive for Persona. It's really, really impressive. No, no. 2.2 million. 2.2 million. Really? Yeah. Which is really impressive for Persona 5. Um, I'm dude. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. And and some recent stuff that came out. Obviously, we are expecting something else to happen with the Persona Five uh, name. But a magazine over in Japan has also said that Persona Four is not done yet either. So a new game announcement may be happening within the Persona Four universe soon too, which will make everyone happy. Persona Four Point Five. There you go. A crossover between the two. Four Point Five Super Dance Battle. Pro- well, we were for sure getting Persona 3 dancing and Persona 4, Persona Not 5 stuff. dancing. There you go. Uh, Persona 4 dancing is also coming to PS4 in Japan as well. They, they, those all have been confirmed for North America, too. We're just kind of waiting for the release dates to pop because you know damn well I'm going to buy all three of those when they come out here. You know damn well. Yeah, okay, now you will. Yep. Uh, and I won't judge you, I promise. Yes, you will, but for whatever reason, you like rhythm games, and I think you dig those games. Oh, yeah, they're, they're secretly my jam. You like rhythm games. Name one rhythm game I enjoy. Elite Beat Agents. Name two. Don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Wario wears rhythm games too, by the way. I love rhythm games, but... I know you do. I'm, just, I, I, I'm not familiar with the Persona. You don't universe. have to be. Just, you, you don't really have to be. Yet, just yet. Don't you worry. It's you are, are going to eventually get to those, hopefully, for revisiting the classics. Speaking of... Uh, 
I'm, I have to talk to you about how Final Fantasy VIII's going. I don't know if you've been playing that or not. I unfortunately have not started it yet. Oh, I know, come I'm, on. I'm, I'm, I'm a bad guy. In fact, you know, earlier when I said I only played two games, I did play three games, but, you know, we're visiting the classics. I do got something here. Of course, of course, of course. We, we got close to the chest. We got one tease and leak to talk about this week. And this is a extremely interesting one. So according to a Eurogamer report, Retro Studios may be working on a Star Fox racing game spinoff. Rumors of the Star Fox racing game appeared on Reddit and 4chan this past week, which the latter, the one on 4chan, included a picture. And Eurogamer weighed in, saying that while it has not heard the project's official name, details do line up with what it has heard recently about what Retro Studios is working on. So according to the Reddit post, the game will be something like Diddy Kong Racing mixed with F-Zero, but more like F-Zero in gameplay. It will have an adventure mode of some kind, like Diddy Kong Racing, and there will be boss fights in a hub world like it too. Of course, none of this is confirmed, but chances are this will get announced at Nintendo's E3 Direct Tuesday, June 12th. Is it June 12th? Yeah, Tuesday, June 12th. Yep. Chances are that'll get announced then. Uh, And according to this, obviously, um, the new IP that Retro was supposedly working on kind of failed and did not... It, it just kind of never came to fruition. So they started working on Star Fox, uh, Star Fox racing game as well, which may be called Star Fox Grand Prix. So Star Fox World. Played. There you go. There you go. Uh, guess what? I play it. Yeah, I would, too. I absolutely would. Guess what? We, do it to me. we do not get to skip the delay section this week. Uh, we, we do not get to skip the delay section. And I in fact, the delay section. And in fact, we have more delays than we've ever had in a, a episode of Max Level before. Brian, this is like a heartbreaker for me. You know, I hate this. No, every single year around D3 times, games get shifted around the calendar. So things have now been delayed. Right. Things have Here not been go. delayed. Number one, delay number one. Metro Exodus has been delayed from its previously planned fall release window to sometime Q1 2019. THQ Nordic announced during its latest financial press briefing. Uh, It still will be available on PS4, Xbox One and PC, but it will not be coming in 2018. Um, They also did not announce anything about Biomutant and Darksiders 3 for 2018. So that means those games may be pushed to 2019 as well. Stop. These are three games I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> so those those uh, those may all be 2019 games. I, maybe one of them will hit this fall, but they didn't actually give an, a window for any of them. So they're right now we're by, all by, by, come on. right That's now we're kind of right now we're kind of assuming all three of them are going to be 2019. Delay number two to the shock of literally no one. Okay. To the shock of literally no one, because I already said this was going to happen. Shenmue three has been delayed to 2019. <laughs> Uh, Okay, I I, I was expecting it. It was previously planned for release later on in 2018. Quote, the extra time will be used to polish the quality of the game even further to the high standards it deserves and release the product in the best possible time frame. I actually think this is smart because it gives fans time to get the one and two HD remaster that Sega is going to release later this year. I think this delay is actually smart because it allows fans to buy the remaster in preparation for Shenmue 3. I think that's a smart move, especially because everything we've seen on the game so far it's still play it's still rough so it, the, it, it looked rough yeah so the, the time definitely is needed delay number three 
Lab Zero Games has delayed Indivisible from its previously planned 2018 release window to the first half of 2019. It is still coming to PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Indivisible is that game that looks very much like um, the old style Valkyrie profile type of a game. So that's what that is. I don't know. It's going to be a great game when it comes out. I already know. It's, the game's going to be fun. Like the, they released a demo like last year on this game and it was a blast. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this game, but it just is not coming in 2018. Delay number four. Skull and Bones has been moved to either April 2019 or later because it is not making Ubisoft's fiscal year 2019, which ends March 2018. So Skull Skull and Bones will be launching sometime between April 2019 and March 2020, but no actual window was was said at this time. Stupid. Um, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll hear about it at E3, though. So. They did say that while the game, um, while the game is not going to, you know, be released until next year, it will still be at E3. It will still be there. Okay. Um, but now they were saying they, they wanted to, so their fiscal year for 20, for, for this, for this coming up year was to sell 23 million games across four games. That's no longer the case because they've now delayed Skull and Bones. So they're now projecting to sell 19 million games across three platform or three specific games, the division two, the crew two and a mystery game. So whatever that mystery game is, is probably their big fog title. Assassin's Creed. Either Assassin's Creed or Watch Dogs 3, Beyond Good and Evil 2, or more realistically with the Splinter Cell that we're all kind of assuming is going to happen. So, yep, Skull and Bones sometime next year. And that's the last delay? Uh, That is not the last delay. We have one more. Delay number five. This kind of goes hand in hand. So what we found out is that Take Two is not going to announce anything at E3. So Take really? Two obviously is Rockstar 2K, which means no Bioshock, nothing like that at E3 this year. But they did announce that Borderlands 3 is in development, but it's been delayed. So Borderlands 3 was supposed to come out sometime this year. Uh, Borderlands 3 has been delayed to sometime again between April 1st, 2019 and March 31st, 2020. So it'll be Borderlands 3 is sometime probably a late 2019 title now. Unbelievable. Unfreaking real. Uh, there's one more delay. Um, Anthem is now being delayed to 2024. <laughs> Anthem has been canceled. Anthem has been canceled, dude. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's also going to be coming out uh, with the greatest uppack with Scalebound. It's going to be great. <laughs> Anthem has been canceled. We've got a few things to talk about under random news. We have five things to go still here. Uh, we found out when the NES Classic Edition is going to be returning to the stores. I don't know if you saw this. June 29th? June 29th. Yep. See, that's how you know that I really care because. (laughs) 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 Yep. So obviously uh, the stores will be restocking the NES Classic Edition on June 29th and units will be available at least through the end of 2018. I'm going to buy like five of them. I'm going to for sure buy one, not five, but one. I'm going to skip. Okay. All right. Something I know you're going to be interested in. SNK is going to host a Neo Geo mini online presentation event early June where it is going to share the latest news on the recently announced hardware, probably the price, what games are included and all that kind of stuff. So sometime, um, sometime around the kickoff to E3, I'm assuming is when this is going to happen. I'm telling you, man, just because this is coming out and we've been talking about it, I've Mm -hmm. been getting the urge to play all those games. That's why, which is why you've been playing them on steam lately. I I have so many of them on there just from, uh, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Just thinking about it. I I want that so bad, dude. I'm literally going to, you see, you can see my laptop right here to my left of me. I'm going to put the thing right here. Like, it's going to be right here. That's where that thing is going. So I can't wait. 
I am going. I know I'm going to love it forever and cherish it. And yeah, I can't wait to play. I do. I'm going to grab one. Uh, some sad news. Sad news. Boss Key Productions, the Cliff Blazinski established studio behind Lawbreakers and Radical Heights. Me. They shut down. Uh, obviously, Lawbreakers failed miserably, as we know. Yes, it did. And then Ra- Radical Heights was a um, a battle royale game that recently released. But as Cliff Blazinski said, it was too little too late. They tried to capitalize on the uh, battle royale genre, but when they released Radical Heights, it did not go very well. So uh, it was too little too late, like you said. So they basically are. Uh, they said that servers for Radical Heights will remain up for the near future, but eventually they will shut down as well. Uh he, I don't know. I think he said he's basically just going to take some time off from the industry. I think he's kind of getting frustrated because everything he does is kind of just going falling apart now. So it kind of sucks because he's a good developer. He's good, man. He's good. Um, I know what I did. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So here is a bit of news that I am shocked took this long to come into fruition. Sony Interactive Entertainment's American and European branches plan to end all PlayStation Vita game card production by the close of fiscal year 2018. Wow. Which means that after March 31st, 2019, you will no longer be able to order PlayStation Vita game cartridges. Digital only. Which will mean the digital only for the beta going forward. Um, you so publishers, publishers and developers can still place orders for Vita cartridges through February fifteenth, twenty nineteen. After that date, you can no longer order any more cartridges to put your games on. So any games that release through now, through then, obviously, or probably through like the middle of twenty nineteen, even though the Vita doesn't see that many physical games anyway anymore. But um, is what it is. Is what it is. So. Uh, and Sony really just has no one but themselves to blame for this because they they basically failed hard when it comes to the Vita. They failed hard on the PSP as well. They just don't they have did. a market. They, they don't they, have a market handheld. They don't. They don't. And they, they have no one but themselves to blame for this because it sucks. Uh, I really dig the Vita. I thought it was a great system. Uh, I still use it to this day. Jessica and I both use our, the crap out of our Vitas and it just it, it sucks. I mean, it has one of the coolest features where you can remote play your PS4. Which is awesome because you legit you lose like almost nothing. You can still see the same graphics and everything, which is really, really cool. Uh, It's basically just like a little screen at that point. Uh, They did announce, though, that over in Japan, game cartridges are not ending for the Vita because the Vita still is, you know, it's it sounds like wildfire over there in Japan. So why would they? Why would they? Uh, the last little bit of news to talk about this week, Zone of the Enders, the second runner Mars, which was that uh, re- like the remake of the Zone of the Enders game from the PS2 days, is going to launch for PlayStation 4 and PC via Steam on September 4th here in North America and September 6th in Europe and Japan for 30 bucks. Which is actually not a bad price, so I might check that out. Uh, I was never a huge fan of Zone of the Enders, but I might check this out for $30. That's not a bad price. Obviously, Zone of the Enders is uh, a, a Kojima creation because he was originally behind those games. So I might see what they did to this and see what they did to try to remove his name from that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Probably won't get it, though, because it's Konami. But as always, that is coming September 4th here in North America. We've got a crap ton of stuff releasing this week. Let's move into the new releases for the week of oh, May 21st. Long. We have a ton of stuff launching this week. We're going to kick things off with tomorrow, May 21st. The Elder Scrolls Online Somerset expansion pack is coming to PC. Join over 10 million players in the award-winning online multiplayer RPG and experience limitless adventure in a persistent Elder Scrolls 
world. Be part of an ever-expanding story across Tamriel and travel to the stunning home of the High Elves in the latest chapter of ESO to save the world from destruction. I have been playing Elder Scrolls Online here and there, not nearly as much as I thought I was going to after I bought it, because I can't really adjust to it like I was able to to Warcraft or Conan or... Uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm having a hard time adjusting to Elder Scrolls Online, but uh, I'm going to try to get to it because I really want to get to Somerset. Obviously, the High Elves are my favorite in, in the Elder Scrolls lore, so I want I want to get there. I know, you're all, I know you're all about the lizard people. Cobalt's, bro. Argonians. <laughs> yeah, I know you're all about them lizards. But uh, yeah, that's and surprisingly, that's the only game releasing uh, tomorrow on a Tuesday traditional release day. So we're going to move on to Wednesday, May 22nd. We've got Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2 coming to Nintendo Switch. So if you buy this game, if you buy the physical copy of Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2, you will get the actual cartridge, which includes Mega Man Legacy Collection and a download code for Legacy Collection 2. That's how it works if you buy the physical copy. If you buy the digital editions, you just get each one for, uh, I think Legacy Collection 1 is 15, Legacy Collection 2 is 20. And I think if you buy the combo physical copy, it saves you like five bucks, I think it's $30. So, so as we all know, Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 has uh, six Mega Man games in it. Uh, Mega Man 1 through 6. And then Legacy Collection 2 has what? 7, 8, 9, 10? Yeah. Yep. So that's what Mega Man Legacy Collection is. Obviously, I am picking this up. I am going to. Like, I already said I was going to. I, I want this on the Switch. Got it already. on my uh, Game Boy, so. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing it on Game Boy. You mean DS? It's all a Game Boy, okay? It's, it's, a, three, always, it's a 3DS. It's a 3DS. It will always be a Game Boy. It's a 3DS. But I'm going to buy this on the Switch because I want it on a Nintendo home platform. Also coming Wednesday, May 22nd to PC and Nintendo Switch, Runner 3. The rhythm music gameplay of Bit Trip Runner and Runner 2 is back and better than ever. This was announced in a uh, Nindy showcase, I think sometime last year. Uh, this actually looks interesting. Obviously, a lot of I, I know what Bit Trip Runner and I've played, but I played Runner 2. Uh, they're, they're rhythm games and they're like their musical rhythm games are fun. Um, I'll, I'll probably get this eventually. I may buy it on PC though over the Switch. I have the other ones on PC, so we'll see. Uh, also coming. Actually, no, I, I actually lied, dude. I, I was looking at my calendar wrong. Uh, mon- the 21st is a Monday. So well, we're actually talking Tuesday releases right now. <laughs> okay. This makes more sense because, like, why do things come out on Wednesday? Okay. Yeah, I, I was looking on the calendar wrong. So we're, we're on Tuesday right now. Um, so also, we'll say tomorrow now. So now we know it's tomorrow, May 22nd. State of Decay 2 is coming to PC and Xbox One. Um, so let me, let, me, let me give you the gist of State of Decay 2. Small town America, one year from today, the dead have risen and civilization have fallen. Even the military couldn't stop the zombies and now humanity stands on the brink of extinction. It's up to you to gather survivors and build a community, explore your lasting legacy and redefine what it means to survive. The last game coming tomorrow, Tuesday, May 22nd, a game called Tennis World Tour. The new standard developed by veterans of tennis simulations play as one of 30 professional tennis players, learn all the shots, master each type of surface and experience a realistic career mode. Define your style of play and tactics to be become number one in the world. This is coming to PC, to Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Tennis? Who plays that kind of garbage? Uh, you do realize Mario Tennis is coming next month, right? We're going to play that game, right? A demo, a, de- a demo is coming later this year for Mario Tennis. Uh, not later this year, later this month. Uh, actually, I think it's the last week of the month a, a, a demo launches where you can play the online tournament before the game actually launches. And you bet your ass I'll be doing that on Twitch. <laughs> really? You're going to play tennis? You like Mario Tennis and don't even pretend that you don't. You, well, you, can't, you can't. You were so excited about the game when it got announced. 
I know. I'm just playing. We have uh, a we have a we have a story trailer to watch tomorrow tennis tomorrow on Game Oracles. Speaking of that, sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh, no, this actually reminds me of like Virtua Tennis. It's like it's like that whole tennis thing to, is going back. I used to have Virtua Tennis. Yeah, I did too. Uh, it reminds like, me. It, was, it, was, it, was it was it Sega Superstar Tennis? Was another game too? Something like that. I don't remember. That one was fun. Yeah, tabletop tennis from Rockstar was fun too back on the original 360 days. Ping pong. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll go ahead and move to nothing coming out Wednesday, May 23rd. We'll go ahead and move to Thursday, May 24th. A ton of games coming again. Well, actually, just uh, two. A lot of them are in Japan only. So the big one, though, the big one, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon is coming to PC, Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PS Vita. And I think it's also coming to 3DS. Uh, but it's no, not that's, that, that, that is This is the... The, two, the 2D or the, yeah, like the, the okay. 8-bit... Uh, style Castlevania type of a game battle with swords and whips in this retro style action game brought to you by game creator Koji Igarashi and Inti Creates play as Zangetsu a demon slayer bearing a deep grudge who must travel through perilous lands to defeat a powerful demon lurking in a dark castle we did watch this last week on Game Oracles it looks absolutely amazing I'm going to get it because sticks and stones may break my bones but whips and chains excite me yes uh, I am going to buy I'm buying this on the Switch the day it comes out and I will be streaming it on Twitch the day it comes out and I'm gonna try to do the entire game by the day. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to marathon the game that day. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna try. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be I, extremely hard, so I'll probably I fail. Was gonna say, I was gonna say, uh, I hope you remember how hard he makes his games. No, I just was say I'm assuming it's going to be very hard, so I'll probably fail and I won't make it through in day one. But I'm going to try to marathon the game on Twitch that th uh, this Thursday. So check it out, Twitch.tv/slash/onegames. The last game coming, well, not last game, but the last game coming Thursday uh, to Nintendo 3DS is Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers, which is a game we've been talking about for a couple weeks now because it's been getting uh, some some marketing. As a team, defend a post-apocalyptic Wild West. From an invasion of transforming rock monsters alongside your me character. Dylan the Armadillo and his squirrel engineer Russ recreate, uh, recreate, recruit hired gunners to back up, back you up in battle and then roll into fights and high speed chases and take down waves of enemies as Dylan, the Red Flash himself. You've played the original, right? Yeah, uh, Dylan's Rolling Western, yeah. Are you going to get this one or no? I uh, not really. I wasn't a big fan of Dylan's Rolling Western. Okay. I, mean, I played it, but it wasn't nothing I read home about. Plus, you know. If, if, if I want to have somebody who's rolling and awesome, it's going to be Sonic. Sure. And obviously this is coming out the same day as a traditional 8-bit Castlevania, which I think is kind of kind of hard to ignore on, on, on this coming up Thursday. Like, we got to oh, get this game. So Paid for already. Yeah, exactly. We got three more games to talk about this Friday, May 25th. We're going to start with a game that's coming to PlayStation Vita. It's a game that Jessica is extremely interested in. It's a visual novel. It's called Seven Scarlet. Choose your fate. Explore multiple character paths and change the course of the story. Play through the game multiple times to uncover the entire tale. Experience stunning artwork. Witness the colorful story come to life with beautiful character uh, character illustrations and dynamic background effects. Unravel the enigma. Use your detective skills to question the eclectic members of the Mystery Club and solve this challenge challenging interactive puzzle. And play the best. Experience a crime-solving mystery from famed developer Automate, who is Idea Factory, makers of the finest visual novel romance simulation adventures there are. So this is basically a it's, it's a romance adventure it's where you play as like a girl and you uh, the, all the other characters that surround you are guys and you basically can go and start relationships with all of them but you can only do one at a time and that's how you unlock all the individual paths and stuff don't you do that you be a good girl no she she does every single path so she plays through these games as many times as it takes there's some visual novels that have 13 guys you could choose from she will play through that game 14 times because there's always 13 and then a hidden path after so she plays through those games Dude, that's all she does. It's one of the only games, like one of the only genres she plays is these like uh, girl romance novel visual games. So she loves these. Hey, to each their own. Yep. 
Um, they're actually really deep and surprising. Surprising. You know, I played a couple. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you played the Double Boyfriend. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, so, but they're actually really deep and surprisingly, the reviews we put up for these games, or the video reviews on our YouTube channel, are some of the best reviews in terms of in terms of views that we have. Like the people are actively seeking this stuff, especially girls, like gamer girls. So we'll have to see. It seems pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, also this Friday, coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One, a little game that I'm going to be getting called Dark Souls Remastered. Re-experience the critically acclaimed genre-defining game that started it all. Beautifully remastered, return to Lordron in stunning detail. Dark Souls Remastered includes the main game plus the Artorius of the Abyss DLC. You are buying this, right? Because you said you were going to pick it up because you missed out on it. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. What you're saying. Yeah, I, I feel cheated for not having played this, and I will rectify that. Yep. And I'm assuming you're uh, getting it on PS4. Of course, it, well, it is. It, it is coming to the Switch later this summer, but it was it was recently delayed on the Switch. If you remember that delay, yeah, it's PS4. Okay, yeah. The last game coming this week, the big also, one. also this Friday, coming to PS4 exclusively, is Detroit Become Human. Enter, yes. enter the near future metropolis of Detroit in 2038, a city rejuvenated by the introduction of highly advanced androids that exist only to serve mankind. But that's all about to change. Step into the shoes of three distinct android characters as this brave new world teeters on the brink of chaos. Your decisions dramatically alter how the game's intense branching narrative plays out. With thousands of choices and dozens of endings, how will you affect the future of Detroit? 100% buying this. I'm definitely grabbing it day one. Uh, pick of the week this week. What are we going to go with? I have a question. Like, this right become human. I, I want it. I need it. Uh, it's going to be mine. Uh, I don't think it's as cut and dry easy as that. I mean, obviously, Detroit Become Human is probably my most anticipated this week, but you're looking at it's going up against Dark Souls Remastered. It's going up against Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Which I've already paid for, so you know I want it. It's so. going up against State of Decay 2, which is a big deal still. Um... Dark Souls Remastered, Detroit Become Human. You're going with Detroit Become Human? 100%. I'm going to go Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Pick of the week for me this week. Okay. Uh, I, I think I am most excited for that game. I hope they're both amazing. Like I said, I'm getting them both. <laughs> I'm buying four games this week. I'm going to spread it out, but I'm going to get them. Uh, which means you'll never pick up Dark Souls Remastered then, which means you'll no, skip it again. Uh, no, I'm not going to skip Dark Souls. It's, it's a game. It's going to happen. No. For some reason, you don't play a lot of games. You bought Detective Pikachu and you have not even touched it. I, I know. Is that some reason? It's because I work a lot. No, you work the same amount of hours. You just come home and choose to sleep instead of actually staying awake. Oh, some of us work all day and have to take a nap. So we watch TV. Exactly. You're 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 killing. Like I don't know if you just haven't adjusted to the schedule yet or not, but you're. It's only been a month. Uh, it's only, it's only been a month. To, yeah, it takes you, three months to get a new sleep schedule. It does so. not. It takes them thirty days, no less. Thirty days. Thirty days. You're you're failing me. You're you're, you you're failing the listeners of this podcast by not playing more games. Uh, start sending me games and stealing them for yourself, Brian. You greedy son of a. You know I buy most of the stuff that I get, right? I, 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 I'm just <laughs> right. Don't mind me. Yeah. All right. Hey guys, Brian here from the Max Level Podcast. I want to talk to you real quick about the Technisport Gaming Chairs. Are you in need of a new chair for your office, studio, or gaming space? Technisport is one of the leading manufacturers for gaming-related chairs. In fact, scholars have long debated the origins of the Pro Gamer series. The most common theory is that a mad scientist created the first prototype by crossing a racing car with the Lazy Boy. However, gamers claim to have known these creatures for thousands of years, and some streamers insist that they have always existed right 
here in cyberspace. Go to techniesportusa.com and use the offer code LDG. Stands for Level Down Games. Offer code LDG to save 10% when making a purchase. I myself bought a Technisport gaming chair back in March of this year, and let me tell you, it was one of the smartest decisions I have ever made in a very, very, very long time. Before this chair, I had an executive leather office chair that my girlfriend and I bought at either Staples or Office Max about six years ago. It leaned back way more than it ever should have. The padding was completely gone. It was like sitting on metal. I did my research. I looked around at different companies. I landed at TechniSpark Gaming Chairs. Yes, we have the affiliate with them. There's a reason that I chose them to do the affiliate though. I really feel like they're the best gaming chairs out there on the market. The one I have is extremely comfortable. I sit in my chair 10 to 12 hours a day. My legs don't fall asleep. My back no longer hurts thanks to the adjustable pillow for both my head and my back. The armrests are adjustable and they can go in different positions and it's like sitting on a cloud. My butt never gets tired. It's great. I love this chair. It's exactly what I needed for someone that works at home and does this 24 seven. Again, sitting 10 to 12 hours in a studio, working on videos, streaming on Twitch and making stuff for YouTube. I highly recommend it. Techie Sport Gaming Chairs, look no further if you're looking for a new chair. Let's get back to the Max Level Podcast. Well, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this too, dude. I'm excited for this too, because it is time for our Microsoft slash Xbox E3 2018 predictions. We're going to be doing five each. How do we want to do this? Who started last week? You started last week. Do you want me to start this week? Yeah, let us first. Perfect. Um, So that means you're going first then, right? Hey. Hey. Uh, (laughs) No. All right. I'll go first. I'll go first. So we're going to do this in the same fashion that we did previously to where if I take one of yours, you can't use it. You take one of mine. I can't use it. I'm hoping I'm hoping ours don't match. I'm hoping ours don't match. I legit have five. But here's what I'm hoping. If we have something similar, I'm hoping my prediction is different enough to where I can still use it. Okay. Mine are very detailed. I already told you this. I I told you this the other day. I I wouldn't need some detail on mine, so. Yeah, I told you this the other day. Mine are very detailed. So I guess I'll go ahead and start then. I'm going to kick things off with my very first prediction. Let's get this out of the way right at the beginning. One thing we know to be true about Microsoft is that nothing is exclusive to the Xbox One console anymore. Mm. All of their games moving forward are launching day and date on both Xbox One and PC. We know that to be true. They've already said that. But there's one gap, one whole completely missing game when it comes to the PC side of things. And we'll get to that in a minute. But there's a service that's missing as well. Now, I did recently find out by talking to Justin the day of recording. Xbox Game Pass is available on PC as long as the game is Xbox Play Anywhere. But there are certain games that are playable using Xbox Game Pass, which is that $10 monthly service where you can download and play all the games that are not playable on PC, the ones that are not Xbox Play Anywhere. So like Sea of Thieves, State of Decay 2, uh, I did find out that you can actually play those on PC with Xbox Game Pass. So if you are thinking about getting State of Decay, I highly recommend maybe signing up for the trial of Xbox Game Pass, playing that game for like a week and seeing whether you like it or not. So what I'm saying right here, at the start of Microsoft show. It's going to be announced right after the first big announcement that we'll get to momentarily. Xbox Game Pass is launching in full on PC the same day as the press conference, which is Sunday, June 10th. 
So Xbox really? Xbox Game Pass will be launching in full on PC, whether it's through the Windows Store or whether it's through the Xbox app. Who knows? But everything that's playable, it will not just be the games that are Xbox play anywhere. It'll be every game available on Xbox Game Pass will be able to be played on PC as well, which will include all those third party games. Uh, subbing to the service will allow you to download and play any game included for free. And all, as we know, all first party games moving forward are going to be launching day and date on Xbox Game Pass, just like they do in retail stores. The best news to come out of this for fans of Halo, however, is that the Master Chief Collection is going to be added to the Xbox Game Pass during this announcement, which means that the Halo Master Chief Collection will finally be playable on PC. Is that one through five or one through four? One through four. Okay. That's my first prediction. Okay. Um... Now, 343 had mentioned that they're going to be uh, presenting something. Yes. They also said it's not going to be Halo 6. Right. However, I am walking down the Halo path here. Okay. I think we're going to hear of a new entry into like the Halo Spartan Assault, maybe like Spartan Assault 2. I know we had, I know we had Halo Spartan Strike. Okay. So like, but, Is that uh, the one that was just announced the other day? Like it's like arcade thing or something like that? The twin stick? I don't know. I saw some, I, I saw something on Halo the other day. Did you? I mm-hmm. didn't. I, I did no looking into these. I, I picked these things weeks ago. Um, Let me look. Which is Spartan, now you're saying it. If, if, I'm, if, if, if I'm right, I'm awesome. So yeah, uh, Halo Spartan. Well, I wouldn't count because it was not before E3, unfortunately. <laughs> no, it's called. Uh, here it is, right here. Uh, Microsoft's new Halo arcade game lives inside a giant coin-operated machine. So it's not Halo 6, but it's called Halo Fireteam Raven. It's an arcade version of Microsoft's popular first-person shooter, and no, it's actually no. inside an arcade machine. Oh, that's different. Then. No, no. Yeah. This was an actual game that came out. It was on 360. Uh, okay. I, think, I think they played it on Xbox One as well. Okay. It's definitely on the Windows phone. And, okay. But it's it was, it was the top-down one. It, it happened between Halo 3 and Halo 4. Yeah, so you're saying a new Spartan Assault. A Spar- new Spartan Assault, or uh, probably probably new Spartan Assault Two or Spartan Strike Two. Uh, Spartan Strike was just the one that went to like the the mobile games, so I'm right. assuming Spartan Assault Two. Okay. Uh, I'm hedging my bet on something new Halo-ish, so I have another pick up in there, but uh, okay. we'll save that for we'll, we'll save that in case I need a backup. Okay. Uh, I'll move into my number two then. It is Halo related as well, but it goes different from you. It okay, goes different okay. from you. Uh, obviously, we know that 343 Industries is working on something Halo-related, as you already alluded to. Uh, they they did say that it wasn't Halo 6. I think it was a red herring. I think Halo 6 is actually going to be at E3 this year. Really? Uh, I, I, I was taking about that, too. Yeah, so so what I, what I have here, Halo 6 is officially teased at the very beginning of Microsoft's press conference with no release date or release window attached to it. All we're going to see is a brief cinematic trailer to let us know that Halo 6 is in production. It's going to be something much in the vein where we originally saw Halo 5, where it was just Master Chief walking through the desert, wearing like a, you know, like a, a scrawl. Everyone thought it was like Journey related or something, but it wasn't um you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna help you i'm gonna pick it back with you because i don't want to use it as an official pick my other halo oh, thing okay do, do you think it'll be six or do you think it'll be halo genesis i think it's gonna be halo six i do i, I think right. it's, i think it'll be halo six obviously i have heard rumors about halo genesis or whatever that yes. is um i but i but i think the reason that we're not going to get a release date or a release window attached to it is that this is a fall 2019 title that's all that's that's oh, all I, re- oh, I believe i believe that 100%. yeah that's the only reason we're going to see cinematic we're not going to see gameplay we're not going to see anything like that we're just going to know that the game is actually in development because microsoft's going to want something big obviously i feel like stuff that we talked about before that got well not that, that we talked about but that got leaked like gears 5 that's probably like a big fall title this year or something like that so and that'll probably be there but we're not 
predicting it because of Walmart Canada. Um, I I'm a hundred percent behind you with if that's if that's legit that that will open that up. Will, like this. Yeah, yeah. If, if Halo Six is there, if Halo Six is legit, the, the cinematic trailer will open up the show. Uh, we're also going to see signs throughout this teaser cinematic trailer that Halo Six will actually be a departure of the norm from the franchise. So there will be some clues in there that will say that this the Halo franchise is moving in a different direction with Halo Six. Uh, much to the uh, excitement of people that enjoy campaign modes, Halo Six will have a campaign mode that can be played single player or co-op, just like all the other Halo games. And it'll still have the Halo multiplayer everyone is used to. But how I think it's going to vary, I think Microsoft's going to put a battle royale on Halo Six. Count I sure hope not. Count on it. I, I mean, because you know all, all the rumors out there. This is why I'm piggybacking with you a little bit into this, but I'm not taking this as a pick. Yeah. Because 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 there was the leak that went out that Halo. Genesis could be Halo 6. It could be called Halo 6 Genesis. Right. It could be it could be a reboot. It could be an actual sequel. We don't know. Right. But I am 100,000% behind you with this opening up if this is legit. Whatever whatever it's called, it's going to have a Battle Royale mode. That's part of my prediction. I really don't want that. It'll happen, but I don't want that. Yeah, it's part of my prediction. Halo is such a pure thing to me. I love Halo. We're going to have Battle Royale mode. <laughs> All right. Let's do something that will make you a little happier next. I want to get away from the Battle Royale garbage. Okay. That's the only Battle Royale thing I have for Microsoft. I'm, I'm going to go a little out there. This is so unlikely, but if it happens, you heard it here first, and I want my royalties. Okay. Fable 4. We're going to get, we're, we're going to see something on, we're going to see something about this is going to happen. Okay. Don't count on it this year. Is this, is this from that new UK studio that we kind of talked about in a tease and leak like several months ago on the Max Level podcast? Yeah, uh, how they, okay. were, they were looking to, to revive. So yeah, because we know four. we know it's not going to be Lionhead. We know it's not Peter Molyneux. Absolutely not. Do not even put it in your mind. This is coming out this year. No, at all. Maybe not even. Maybe not even next year. I, I was say twenty nineteen, maybe early twenty twenty, if we're lucky. But we're gonna. There's gonna be some kind of announcement. Maybe like a actual like like trailer like like you know I can't even say like a game cinematic trailer <laughs> like like a trailer like coming soon maybe they'll flash up the Fable Four logo something like that just, right just something to, thirty seconds or less thirty seconds or just, less just, just, something just to be like okay this is a thing it's yeah. happening thirty seconds or less yeah exactly one hundred percent but but I feel it like it's, which is what I feel like Halo Six could be like thirty seconds or less like just something brief at the be uh, at the opening of the show just to say hey this is being worked on. I'd be happy with it, yeah. but, uh, but I'd want more, you know? Exactly, you know. exactly. All right, Fable 4, number two for you. Okay, here's number three for me. Three, four, and five, dude. Three, four, and five, I'm going so out there. Like, I obviously, one and two, they're really detailed. Three, four, and five are still really detailed as well, but I'm going really out there on a limb on these ones. So let's go prediction number three. This one is a personal dream of mine, even if it would make the game exclusive to Xbox consoles. But they're obviously always still PC because, as we know, Xbox games come out on both PC and Xbox One. Of course. So we're going to get a revival of a franchise that has long been dormant, but fans have been begging for it to return for the longest time. Ready for this? Conquer is back. Conquer's Bad Fur Day 2 is officially announced somewhere during Microsoft's press conference. The best news. Let me finish. The best news. Rare is not developing the title. So who is, uh, you know, Microsoft contracted this out to a little studio by the name of Platonic Games, creators of ukulele and consisting of all the best talent Rare used to have. You can't see this right now, but my nipples just got hard. <laughs> so obviously Platonic finished ukulele a while ago. They were obviously working on the uh, the switch port, but 
it doesn't take much to do that. And they, they had a, they had a couple people working on the, you know, the the stuff for the switch, but they've been done with ukulele since. So we don't know what they're working on next. I think that's been plenty of time for Microsoft to reach out to them and say, hey, you want to make Conker's bad for a day, too? Let's make it happen. That's what that's right. that's prediction number I three like, for me. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go with something, you know, we mentioned before that what is Xbox? What are they missing? Exclusives, exclusives or Japanese support. One of the two. So, um, well, not a true exclusive. I'm going to say because it will because it will be on PC. <laughs> no, not even that. I'm okay. saying they're going to get a timed exclusive here. Oh, okay, okay. And that is going to be the announcement of Dead Rising Five. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm so sick of Dead Rising. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, Dead Rising, well, Dead Rising Four was 2016. Uh, I, I wholly, fully expect Dead Rising Five to be announced. For probably early 2019, and that's that's uh, that's probably a safe bet because Dead Rising usually always is timed exclusive to Xbox consoles for about a year. It will eventually come to PC and PS4, but it will stay exclusive to the Xbox console for a little while. It, it usually is about a year too. That's that's about and, the, that's... and then if it comes out like early 2019, uh, probably holiday 2019, we'll get Dead Rising Five, Frank's even bigger package for PS4. Frank's ultimate package. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to do this last week with the Capcom, but just the fact that it's going to be a timed exclusive, I felt like it would fit better here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Plus, plus they, they need this. They, yeah, they, they need, they need, they need, they need something. Drivable. Yeah, they need something to like, oh, okay, I'll pick up a, a one X or something like that for sure. All right. Prediction number four uh, for me. I tried to put one Yeah. There will, be a, there will be a Battle Royale mode. I don't doubt it, dude. I don't doubt it. Battle Royale mode where you have to play as like a zombie or something. I don't doubt it. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Prediction number four for me. Ready for this one? Don't steal it from me. I feel like you're going to steal this one from me if I don't go next. So, okay. Microsoft is going to blow the roof off of the theater when they announce the start of a working relationship with a particular company. That company? Ready? Give me the run. Nintendo. Get this, this business relationship Get out of here. Nope. Listen, this business, this, this, this works because of listen to what I'm going to tell you. This business relationship makes sense and will go both ways and it will kick off with each side, both Microsoft and Nintendo benefiting from one particular thing. We will not find out what Nintendo benefits from until their Nintendo direct that Tuesday, June 12th. Spoiler alert, because I'm not going to predict this spoiler alert. It's Banjo-Kazooie and Super Smash Brothers on the switch because that's the the most wanted character. That's what Nintendo benefits from most from this working partnership with Master Microsoft. Would be the best one in there. Okay. No, Banjo Kazooie, because that's obviously what everyone wants. But we will find out what Microsoft is going to initially benefit from with the announcement of a brand new game, a sequel to a game that we haven't seen since 1997, a genre that Microsoft has never had in their first party IPs. Diddy Kong Racing is back. Rare has been secretly hard at work on a true successor to Diddy Kong Racing on the Nintendo 64. So we're going to have all the Donkey Kong characters except for Donkey Kong himself. Huh. So it'll be all the characters that you saw in Diddy Kong Racing. So huh. Diddy I like this. <laughs> and that that is what Rare's working on. Not Conqueror's Bad for Day 2, which I think is platonic, but that is a genre that Microsoft has never had. They, they do not have a kart racer. 
Um, and if for whatever reason, if that well, we know that obviously all Microsoft games come to PC and Xbox One, if that was legit an Xbox One exclusive, I would go out and buy an Xbox One the day that came out. I'm telling you right now. Diddy Kong's Racing 2 would make me go out and spend $500 on an Xbox One X. That's nuts. I was like, this is what they need. Any things that will definitely drag you to uh, an Xbox. So I, I and I think that I think the timing of this just makes so much sense. It's probably not going to happen, but because we're going to find out this info blowout on Smash Brothers, I started thinking, how can they get Banjo Kazooie in there? And then I said, okay, partnership with Microsoft. But what would Microsoft benefit from it? Diddy Kong Racing Two makes the perfect sense to me. Because if, as long as I don't, I don't think Microsoft would get to use Donkey Kong in the game. They wouldn't. But Diddy Kong is different. Dixie Kong they, is different. They, the, they could strike a deal. They could strike a deal. The alligator. I forget his name. The alligator is different. All King those, K. Rool. Yeah, well, there's another alligator besides King K. Rule in Diddy Kong Racing, wasn't there? Only one in my heart. Only one in my heart. No, I know, but there was another one. I thought. <laughs> I forget his name. Yeah. Yeah, but there, and there was a. Wasn't Conquer in Diddy? I don't think he was. No, he was. Wasn't he? I don't remember. But uh, there was a ton of characters in Diddy Kong Racing, and I feel like um, I feel like that that just benefits Microsoft. It would because they don't they need that game. They don't have a kart racer at all. Sony has had kart racers. Nintendo has had kart racers. Sega has had kart racers. Microsoft is not, so they need it. They do. That's what Rare's working on. Now that Sea of Thieves is done, probably a fall, but because it's not an extensive game, they've probably been working on it alongside Sea of Thieves. I could see this being a fall 2018 game. More realistically, probably spring 2019 though. All right, I'm gonna hit you with a big one because I'm, I'm, I'm just afraid Brian's gonna steal it before we're done here. There's no way you have my last one. I have two left, but uh, I know, but the, no, I we only have one more prediction each, though. You have a you have a backup in case. Oh, sorry, sorry, that's right, I had a bonus. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna get an August release date and possibly okay. see some gameplay footage. Okay. For Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Ooh. Okay. I I'm calling it as August. I, I try to do some math of where it fits best. Okay. And I'm smacking it right there. I don't have anything on Ori. Nope. Really? Okay. I don't. I'm I'm super excited. For it. Have you played Blind Forest yet, or in the Blind Forest? Uh, no, but I've I watched a little a couple videos of it because you had mentioned it to me. You are want- missing out. Oh no, I am. I'm 100 yeah. missing out. You are missing out. That game is amazing. But it's going to happen. Okay. And it's, and it's going to be awesome. All right, here we go. I, I can only imagine what your last thing is. How, how are you going to top what you just said? Uh, I can't, but I have something that um, I have something that is going to fill another gap that Microsoft is missing. Obviously, when you when you asked me what Microsoft is missing, I said exclusive first party and Japanese stuff. First party, Japanese stuff. Let's let's knock it all out at once. Lost Odyssey 2 is officially announced at the very end of Microsoft's press conference to the shock of literally everyone, but falls in line with what Phil Spencer said to expect from their press conference this year. He did say that there would be Japanese support, and he did say there would be JRPGs. I am hoping it's not just Kingdom Hearts 3, because I do feel like Kingdom Hearts 3 will be on stage at Microsoft's E3 press conference, and I feel like the release date will be announced. Rumor is there's there's a Kingdom Hearts Orchestra concert June 9th, which is that Saturday. Rumor is that the release date is going to be announced there, but I have a feeling that they will reiterate it on Microsoft stage Sunday, June 10th. So we'll probably get the release date again on, on Microsoft stage, but I don't think that's it. I, don't, I think Microsoft has something else up their sleeve. Mistwalker and Hironobu Sakaguchi are back on board for the sequel. Obviously, Hironobu Sakaguchi is the father of Final Fantasy. They're back on board with the sequel to Lost Odyssey with Lost Odyssey 2. And just like every Microsoft title, it will be cross-platform with Xbox One and PC. 
but let's throw this in there as well. Microsoft is also going to announce that Mistwalker has been purchased and is now a first party studio for Microsoft Game Studios, which will satisfy their missing Japanese game and RPG market, which if you remember was one of the studios I said Microsoft should go for when we did that discussion several months ago on what studios Microsoft could potentially purchase. Yeah. I, f- I feel like that's how they're going to end their show because that's huge. We'll see. What's your bonus? Or what's bonus? your last one? What's your last one and then your bonus one? That was my last one. No, you still have a fifth one to go. I went first, so you should have oh. one to go and then a bonus. Okay, then I don't have a bonus. I guess I got something earlier. Mm. Um, kind of sucks because you mentioned earlier. But I was saying a timed exclusive, and it still can fall online because it didn't have to happen right away. Okay. The, the timed exclusivity of Borderlands 3. Okay. Yeah, not happening. It'll happen. Not happening. You don't think it'll go Xbox first? I that I don't. I think there's a potential that it could, but it won't happen this year. They won't. They don't want to announce it this year because it got delayed. Yeah, the delay kind of threw threw a wrench yeah. in my plans there. Yeah. So. Maybe, maybe they'll do, strike a deal with Capcom and get Animusha, which we know is coming out. There you go. Being developed, so, so there you go. There so, you go. There you go. Okay. So those are our Microsoft E3 2018 predictions. Tune in next week here on the Max Level Podcast. We're going to have five each. Sony for Sony. We're gonna have five picks for Sony next week on the Maximal Podcast. Uh, curious to see where we go with this one. I've already got a few of my typed again. I, I, I actually, I told you, I've written, my list's already written up, but they keep getting changed because of all these damn yeah. leaks and such. Again, I have extremely detailed ones for Sony as well. So uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. But let's go ahead and take a look at some revisiting the classics. I'm curious to hear what you have for us this week. So, like I said, uh, I did play a third game this week. You did. I actually played a sports game. Believe it or not. Okay. And a, I actually played, a, re- a classic sports game, huh? And I actually played an RPG at that too. A sports RPG game. Yeah, crazy. And it's a handheld game at that. Football? Ma- it's not Football Manager, is it? I played Mario Tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Love the Game Boy Color. See, it all comes back. It all mm-hmm. ties back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was cleaning up. And I actually came across my Game Boy Color, you know, mm-hmm. Visual Aids. Yep. And it still works. It's good, good stuff. Also, found my Game Boy Pocket just for side things. Inside okay. there was full, was full of the Foot Clan for Ninja Turtles. Uh, <laughs> okay. But uh, this game came out in 01. Okay. Like, I, I clearly remember this because I just moved from New York to Colorado the year before. Small, very small town, not many game stores. In fact, no game source, except for uh, a guy who was like a reseller. Okay. So he had, he had, it, it was a combination video store, which those don't exist really anymore. No. Uh, and, and like game rental. And he would sell games, but for way more because being in a small town uh, controlled by one road in, one road out on a mountain pass. Yeah. Hard to get hard to get over. So you can actually check the prices up. Okay. And I was 19 at the time. And I'm like, it was horrible. So I drove to Denver and... Walked into Walmart, and they saw Mario Tennis for N64. Okay. What sucked was I didn't have an N64. And in was, what year? 2001. Wow, that, that's right. You said you did get your N64, like, extremely late. I did, yeah. Um, Why, though? I, th- I thought you had one for, like, when Mario 64 came out and Ocarina of Time. I had, I had played all those at my friend's house. He had them, so. Oh, wow, okay. There's there, there there no need to have both at the time. But okay. once I moved, you know, by myself. Right. Uh, so I saw, I saw, and uh, Maritans, I believe it was 2000, because the end of the Game Boy game came out the year later. 
And I was like, I really want Mario Tennis, but I haven't bought Nintendo 64. And I saw it for the Game Boy Color. I'm like, do I really want to buy like a game like that? Like, it's going to be stupid. Okay. I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. Probably one of the best RPGs on a handheld. Wow. I'm comparing that to Pokemon. Well, it's not really an RPG. There's RPG elements to it, but... It's an RPG, okay? No, it isn't. No, it isn't. You, you you play as a character who goes to a, a to an academy to learn to become the best tennis player in the world, and there's rank ups and there's all kinds of story elements. It's it's not a traditional JRPG though, or, or an RPG in general. I think Brian is wrong and he's hating. Okay. No. No. What we got here? A cup of haters? No. Cup of okay. cup of noodles. Uh, which plays Alex, Harry, and Nina and Kate. Those are the four characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I went and got, I eventually got my N64, mm-hmm. and the game connected, and I got introduced to a little character called Waluigi. Okay. Who was actually introduced through this game. Okay. Uh, but let's tie this back into a retro game rewind. That's my, my, my little personal story. So I get this game, and it sucks to play by yourself. Sure. So I told you how I'd won multiple copies of Game Boy Color. Right. So I went ahead and I bought a second copy of the game. Okay. And I bought it, I bought it for my sister Angela. See? Different sister. Uh, and <laughs> I got her I got her two games. I got her Mario uh, three games actually. Mario uh, Power Ten Mario Tennis. Okay. I got I got her the Tetris for the Game Boy Color. And I got her uh Pokemon what the puzzle game was a Pokemon puzzle game. We're puzzle we're, we're, we're puzzle people here. So we're playing tennis and she's kicking my ass I don't, I, 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 just, I don't see why like she's just luckily like, mashing and doing aces and I'm like this is not fun for me mm-hmm. whatsoever okay so we get the N64 we transfer the characters over now we're playing N64 and I'm kicking her ass and she's good and she's getting upset so while I was away at work what she would do is she would go into my room, play the N64, and level up her characters, and then transfer them back to the Game Boy, level them up, and transfer. So she was. And she was doing this all like all the time, like before before you realized it. Without, without me realizing, because you okay. could transfer back and forth, and you could and the way to like super level was do, mm-hmm. what she was doing was transfer this, transfer back, transfer this, transfer back, and you can constantly level, level, level. Okay. So eventually it comes to the point. And it's like the old, the classic episode of uh, The Simpsons where you know Homer Simpson learns how to beat the game Death Touch, and then Bart's like, I don't want to play. Okay. So finally, it gets to the point where she's like, "Do you want to play Mario Tennis?" And I'm like, "I don't want to play with you. You, you, you it's called you, you always lose." Because now I'm killing her. And she <laughs> goes, "She goes, well then play me on the Game Boy." And I'm like, "Okay." And in my head, I'm like, "You know what, dummy? I'm a level my character, and you don't know this." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I did it like once or twice. She did it like 10, 20 times. <laughs> Murdered, murdered me. Like. I'm like, okay, this is BS. Transfer them to the to, to the, the N64. We go to N64 and actually see the stats now. Mm-hmm. And like, my eyes are like, what does she do? Like, it, she's murdering me there. Yeah. And uh, I, I learned a lesson that day. Get a lock for your door. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Th- th- thank you, sis. You, you taught me an important lesson. Uh, I wish I heeded that lesson because there's another little funny side story to that. Like Brian says, when I work, when I come home, I like to take a little nap so I can stay up and actually do stuff. Yeah, that so you just, just end up sleeping until the next morning. That happens sometimes too if I work really hard. Uh, 
I'm not gonna lie. So anyway, I went home and I took a nap. I worked hard at the, the pizza place. I think I did like a nice ten hour shift. Went home, took a nap. It was dark out. She came into my room to like wake me up to say hi. It was dark out. She didn't turn the light on, and my body kicked awake. Saw someone move in my room, and I screamed like a little girl. I was like ah. And then she up and screamed because I screamed. And then I got yelled at for a good solid 25 minutes from my mother because how dare I scare her daughter. Okay. So. At least you you weren't naked. No, come on. I'm not going to sleep with the door open to me naked. Yes, you would. Too much much gloriousness for the entire world. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So what's the lesson of the story? Lock your doors. Because Frank has some cheating ass sisters. Yep, there you go. Brian here from the Max Level Podcast. Want to talk to you real quick about E3 2018. Our plans are finalized. We have a complete schedule up on our website. Head on over to leveldowngames.com forward slash E3. You'll see the entire lineup of everything we're going to be doing starting on Saturday, June 9th at 11 a.m. Eastern with a live recording of the Max Level Podcast. That'll be followed up with reactions to the EA press conference on Saturday and then a gaming session afterwards. We'll continue on Sunday with coverage of Microsoft, Bethesda, and Devolver Digital. It continues Monday with coverage of Square Enix, Ubisoft, the PC Gaming Show, and Sony. And we'll wrap up on Tuesday with coverage of Nintendo and another gaming session. We look forward to hanging out with you over at twitch.tv slash Games. Everything will be broadcast live on our Twitch channel. The video on demand stuff will appear on our YouTube channel about 24 hours after it airs on Twitch. So if you want to hang out with us live twitch.tv slash level down games but if you can't make it fear not it will be on our youtube channel as well and if you want you can still catch the past stuff on uh, twitch just by going to our videos we're looking forward to it we're hoping you will be there as well again leveldowngames.com forward slash e3 for the entire lineup of everything we're going to be doing that e3 week it's coming up and we could not be more excited let's get back to the show but i do believe it's time for a little dare i say Kickstart my, Kick my heart. And dude, dude, did I find a good one this week for you? I hope so. I want to back things. Like right here, this Zombicide shirt. Uh huh. I got that from a Kickstarter for a board game that I backed. Yeah. I back things. Yeah. I spend the money. Yeah. Uh, I, the I have a feeling before the segment is done, you'll be backing this game. You so, just love to drain my bank account, don't you? <laughs> I wish I could put it in my own account. Um, there's one game this year that released so far that you have been a huge fan of because of its art style and soundtrack. you know what that game is? Uh, it's Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. That was last year. Uh, this year? It, well, this this game came out last year as well, but you didn't play it till this year. Because you, you, you didn't have a PC. Hellboy? Nope. I've been playing a lot of good games. Yeah, well, there's one in particular that you're missing. It's called Cuphead. Uh, oh my god! Which 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 I which I love and enjoy. So this game here. <laughs> don't, don't tell it, me there's a Cuphead too. There's not. There's not. But this game is very much kind of like Cuphead. Uh, explore, fight, and collect chroma crazed creatures while sailing the sea in an epic adventure RPG inspired by, inspired by Zelda, Pokemon, and Cuphead. The name of the game: Steamboat Billy, The Curse of the Leviathan. And I can, I will, tell, I can I will, already tell you I want this. I will give you two seconds to fall in love as I continue forward. 
Most succulently described as The Legend is Out of the Wind Waker meets Pokemon, Steamboat Billy is a single-player adventure RPG set in a classic Disney-like universe, in which you must defeat and capture strange monsters while sailing the dark seas, in order to rebuild and bring back color to the world you once knew. Once every millennia, the Great Leviathan emerges from the ocean's depths to curse the world into monochromatic chaos. By exploring land and sea, collecting treasures and creatures along the way, you will need to combat the Leviathan's cronies and rebuild the city of Star Harbor in order to restore the color to the world. As fans of classic American cartoons of the 1930s, Steamboat Billy's art style is very much an homage to that era, albeit with a few differences. We've added some anime flair to our characters, and we aren't afraid of mixing in modern animation techniques and visual effects. So there's different ways. I mean, there's, you know, like this shows here the Billy character sketch, line art, colored, and in-game assets. Uh, the game will be available in seven languages, English, French, Italian, German, Spanish, Chinese, Russian. It will be releasing on Steam, Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, so it says here, a clever mix of adventure and role-playing gameplay. Defeat, capture, and train a team of strange creatures to fight with you on your journey to rebuild the world. You will also be able to fish, salvage, and craft items and buildings along the way. So very much kind of like Pokemon there. Uh, defeat <laughs> defeat Chroma-crazed bosses to gradually restore color to the world. The Leviathan and his cronies have cursed the realm into monochromatic chaos. Defeat them in order to bring back the lost colors to the world. Explore a mysterious land in the stormy seas. From dark caverns on secret islands to hidden coves off in the stormy seas. Explore a rich world filled with treasure and danger. Find and collect hundreds of unique items and creatures. The world is filled with friends and foes alike. Create your own unique team in order to conquer the seas. Will you be able to find them all? Fight by using good strategy and execution. The combat system in Steamboat Billy mixes classic RPG turn-based mechanics with quick-time events in order to create strategic yet dynamic creature encounters. And an art style that mixes classic cartoons with new effects. What are you thinking here? I already put I'm in. I played. What's here? I put in for the uh, first mate pack. First mate pack is the... $32 US, $40 Canadian. Okay, I found it. Yep, yep. So that will get you an HD wallpaper, a digital copy of the game for either PC, PS4, Xbox One, or Switch, closed beta access to the game, a digital soundtrack. You will appear as a first mate in the credits. Uh, backer exclusive in-game pet, Felicity the Cat, and a digital art book. Expected to release October 2019. So this game is fall of 2019, but still. Uh, it's, it's already paid for. There you go, man. <laughs> um, this might be the game that I think I'm most excited for that we've talked about so far on this on this, on this this segment. I'm sold. I just just looking at these screens, I'm in. Yeah. Like, every, every everything looks super cool about this game. I really wanted to go higher, but I'm trying to behave myself. Right. No. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Actually, I really, I really do want that awesome T-shirt that they have. Yeah, that thing looks really cool, doesn't it? It, it does. Like, I, I want it now. It is like, I mean, like I said, it's just, it's the art style of like the 1930s, but the, actually the color, the, the T-shirt is colored, so that's pretty cool. Um, we do not have any stretch goals yet because the game has yet to be even make it to the original. Uh, oh no, we, we well no because at 65. So what they're saying here is that. Um, they're looking for 65,000 Canadian dollars, which translates to 50,414 US dollars. At time of recording, which is Saturday, May 19th, they're at 18,994, which will eventually update to whatever you backed it at. Uh, actually, it already did update, I refreshed, it's not at 19,010. Um, so they only have 617 backers, but there are 25 days to go. So I fully feel like this game will get funded without question before the end of the 25 days is up. I sure hope so, because I want this. It looks great, dude. I'm excited for this game. 
you, you picked a good one, Brian. Yeah, I, I, ha- will, I had a feeling. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give credit where credit's due. You did good, kid. I had a feeling. So if you're listening to this and you're interested, if you like Pokemon, if you like Legend of Zelda, if you like Cuphead, go to Kickstarter, look up Steamboat Billy, the curse of the Leviathan. You will not be disappointed. Uh, but that is going to bring us to the close of the episode today, unless you have anything else you wanted to talk about before we get on out of here. I do. I do, actually. Sweet. What do you got? Guys, I know we keep telling you, leave comments below. We'll give you a crappy Steam game or two. I'm a wacky guy. If you leave a comment below, and I'm going to cut this off until we post the next episode. If you leave a comment below, whoever leaves you the best comment, I will give you 20 free Steam games. And on top of that, they're not all bad games. Most of them are bad, but I found a couple good gems in there as well. So I can't, I can't believe you have. I will give you. I will give you 20 games for the best comment. Hashtag suck it, Brian in there. It's a good sure. way to get me to. It's a good way to get me to a uh, sure. comment. You know what's interesting though is uh, I think you have more than 22 still, don't you? You have quite a few. Oh, I I actually picked up quite a few more since yeah. then. So I will give you 20 games. <laughs> There you go. Best comment on this video. Obviously, we'll cut this off when we when we post the next or when we record the next one. So we'll, we'll look and see if any comments are on the video and Frank will pick the best one and we'll reach that reach out to that person and you'll get uh, 20 codes for some Steam games. There you go. All right. That's going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to the Maximal Podcast. And we also want to thank Dance with the Dead for the music once again. If you're interested in supporting us here at Level Down Games, we can continue to do what we love and bring quality content to you on a daily basis. Remember that we have affiliate links in the descriptions for all of our podcasts on iTunes and Google Play, as well as the description box on all of our YouTube videos. We've got Amazon, Techie Sport Gaming Chairs, Origin PC, and Razer. Supporting us through any or all of those affiliate links means the absolute world to us. If you enjoyed what we had to say and are watching us on YouTube, like, share, and leave a comment down below, especially for those 23 Steam games. If you're listening on either iTunes or Google Play, remember to leave us a rating and review if you haven't done so already. Works on Stitcher as well. If you didn't like what we had to say, let us know that too. We always take the negative feedback alongside the positive. To stay up to date on all things Level Down Games, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, follow the main account over on Twitter at OriginalLDG, I'm at Brian underscore LDG, Frank's at the Frankosaurus. We're both on Instagram, I'm at Brian.LDG, and Frank is at the Frankosaurus once again. We can be found on Facebook for general post and information, and finally over at twitch.tv slash leveldowngames for the live streams, which are generally about five days a week. Feel free to say hello when you drop on by. If you subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitch, and leave us a review on iTunes, remember we will send you those crappy Steam games, but we're doing a little special this week. Leave that comment down below. We'll pick the best one, 20 Steam games to that person. Don't forget. Everyone else who comments, you could definitely get one or two. You'll just get one, one or two, but you'll get one or two, but the, the best one will get 20. There you go. There you go. Doing all these things will ensure that you never miss an episode of Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. Game Oracles, a video game trailer show every Tuesday. BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday. And Glow, a podcast dedicated to professional wrestling every Thursday. Plus, you'll have access to all of our video reviews, top 10 series revisiting the classics, the first hour unboxings, Let's Plays, reaction videos, and so much more. Of course, all this is also found on our main home internet, and hopefully yours as well, leveldowngames.com. Remember, go there. It's newly redesigned. Check it out. Let me know what you think. And then remember, leveldowngames.com slash E3 for all of our E3 stuff, leveldowngames.com slash schedule for all of our Twitch schedules. And again, those panels can be found over at twitch.tv slash leveldowngames for easier access. Until Tell your friends, guy, June 9th. June 9th, through live recording. Yep, we're in that set 11 a.m. So it'll be uh, 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific, but 11 a.m. Eastern. We're kicking things off on on Twitch with a live recording of the Maximal Podcast. Until next week, keep gaining experience until you reach max level.